Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's get into a few good things from the Word. I don't plan to be before you a long time, but there are uh, things that the Lord is talking to us about where the glory of the Lord is concerned. And along with that, he's making statements. He said in Monday night prayer meeting, he said, the glory door is open. The riches of the glory is what will be poured out. And he made the statement, the deficit of the times cannot overcome the riches of the glory. And he talked about cultivating our character to receive the glory. Cultivating our character to walk in the glory. Cultivate our character to be recipients of the glory. Cultivate our character to think on the glory. Mm. Cultivate our character to act on the glory. Hallelujah. If you were here Wednesday night or you, you uh, 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 got to listen, we, we started the series, The Character of Christ. And we made the statement, that's not what I'm teaching on tonight, but it, it'll play into this. We made the statement, there are, there are places, there are levels of glory. There are things that God wants us to walk into and move into, but we got to cultivate our character to move there. Now, when somebody hears character, immediately they think sinning, doing wrong, cussing, drinking, smoking, running around. Those things, ever what you think of those, that's not what I'm talking about in character. Character is your root system. Listen, if, if what, what produces the fruit on a tree... The branch or the root? The root. If the roots are bad, the fruit's bad. If there's no fruit on the branch, there's a root issue, not a branch issue. Character is your root system. And the Bible says that the people of God will grow like a palm tree and a cedar of Lebanon. A palm tree grows very quickly. It grows fast. A cedar tree, it takes time for it to grow, but it grows up very stately. We want to do both. We want to grow quickly in the knowledge of God and sink our roots down in the Word of God and be people of character so that God can take us where He wants us to go. Amen. Say out loud, I want to go where God wants me to go. See, there are levels of glory. There are things that God's doing. There's, there's the, 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 the Bible says, go over here real quickly. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah 58. This is a familiar scripture to many, but I want you to see something. The glory and character go hand in hand. The glory and holiness go hand in hand. Isaiah 58 and 8. Then shall your light break forth as the morning, and your health will spring forth speedily, 
and your righteousness shall go before you. Notice, the glory of the Lord shall be your reward. The glory of the Lord, the glory shall be your reward. Now, I've heard people preach and say, yeah, that's your rear guard. You know, God will guard your back. Well, I'm not going to argue with them, but words mean what they mean. And when you look this word up, rear ward, here's what it means. It means to gather. It means to receive. To remove. Or to gather in the harvest. To gather, to receive, to remove, or to gather in the harvest. When the glory of the Lord is moved into, there's a gathering that begins to occur. There's a receiving that begins to occur. There's a harvest that begins to show up. The Lord told me, he said, where the glory goes, the victory goes. Where the glory goes, the freedom goes. And where the glory is, my approval is. When, you, when, when, when you're a carrier of the glory, you start receiving. You start gathering. You start getting the harvest. Hallelujah. Do you see this? He said that he would fill the house with glory. The glory of God has increased on our ministry since the beginning. Think about the lives that have been touched in this building. Think about the encounters with God that we've had in this building. Those times when the glory of God would just flow in and we couldn't talk and we couldn't move and people were set free and people were delivered. There's people under the sound of my voice tonight. When you came here, your life was messed up. Your life was failing. Your life was falling apart. But you encountered the glory of God. And what began to happen? You begin to gather back the pieces of your life. You begin to receive back those things. You received your marriage back. You received your finances back. You received received your life back. God has done something for you that no one else could do because you encountered the glory. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is being poured out. There's fire. There's intercession. The body of Christ is being perfected. We and our churches are in unity in one accord. We're truly in unity, one accord. We're being obedient to what God told us to do. We're fulfilling our assignment. Hallelujah. One church, two locations. That's our assignment. I said that's our assignment. Our, our assignment is to have two campuses. Our assignment is to have a mirror image in both locations. What's going on there is going on here, and what's going on here is going on there. That's our assignment. We're fulfilling our assignment by being on television in two languages. We're fulfilling our assignment by being on internet radio. We're fulfilling our assignment. Amen. Glory be to God. 
God's preparing us to reach our Jerusalem, to reach our Judea, our Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, city, state, nation, and world. Glory to God. Building faith. Raising up a spiritual production center. God will deliver the harvest into our hands. And if we continue to move with the Spirit of God, we'll see His glory in every area of our lives. We've got to continue to move with the Spirit of God. I mean, say it out loud. I'm going to move with the Spirit of God. God will give our cities into our hands for the preaching of the gospel. Hallelujah. Notice Isaiah chapter 35. Is this okay? Take the highway. Tell your neighbor, say, take the highway. Isaiah 55. I'm, I'm not going to get through this tonight, I know, and that's fine. Notice Isaiah, did I say 55? 35. I said 35? Good. I went to 55. Isaiah 35, verse 8. Notice this. This is so beautiful. And a highway shall be there. And a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not pass over it. But it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Notice, a highway called the way of holiness. That's where the redeemed walk. The way of holiness. Now, when people hear holiness, they think legalism. They think, I can't do certain things. Can't drink, smoke, spit or chew, or run with them that do. <laughs> Got to live right and spit white. Now, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. If you weren't raised holding this, you don't understand that. That, that, that. that means you didn't put no pinch between your cheek and gum. You got to spit white. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, now, now here's, the, here's the thing. So people took holiness and took it somewhere God never meant for it to be. But, but understand something. Now, I'm, I'm not disregarding that holiness is right living. It's not what I'm doing. But he says it's a highway of holiness where the redeemed walk and where joy and gladness operate. Notice verse 10. They'll come with songs and everlasting joy upon their head. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing will flee away on this highway called holiness. Hallelujah. Listen, 
Your sadness and your down and outness did not start when you started serving God. If it did, you're doing it wrong. This, this highway of holiness is a place of joy and gladness. Amen. Brother Hagen remarked about the overall condition of the church in America in the 1950s. And he made a statement. He said that people rarely had terminal diseases in the church. And he said he believed it was because people lived cleaner lives. He also attributed the moving of the Spirit in signs and wonders during the days of the healing revival to the cleaner, holier lives of people. There's something to be said for setting your life apart for the service of God. There's, there's things that are not negotiable in my life. Right? There, 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 there are things I'm not going to get involved in because that's, that is not what I need to be doing as a servant of God. You know, people talk a lot about the, the day of grace that we live in, and we're under grace, we're not under the law. The Bible says in the book of Titus that the grace of God has appeared teaching us that denying sinfulness, we should live godly lives. So the grace of God actually teaches us to be more godly. Hallelujah. Do, do you see this? When you think of living a separated life as a burden or a chore, or boy, I don't get to do this and I don't get to do that, that's carnality. That's, that's fleshly. And here's the issue with the flesh. It stinks. Amen. The Bible says it's dead. Let me go over here. They, they're grunting over here. Y'all are smiling. Do, do you see that? The Bible says in Romans 8, it says if you live after the flesh, you will die. But if you through the Spirit mortify the deeds of the flesh, you will Live. No, really live. That means until you take the time to set some things apart for God, you hadn't really lived yet. It's like the guy, it's like the guy that, 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 that the, the rich Texas rancher that had a, 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 a Cadillac. Man, it was all, it was all, it was when Cadillac was the car. And I mean, he had everything on it, and he loved that car. And he put it in his will that when he died, he wanted to be buried in that car. And man, he died, and they put him in the front seat, put him up there like he was driving, put him down in the hole, started filling the hole. One of his longtime employees was standing around there crying, Oh, the boss is dead. And he looked, looked at the boss going in the hole, Looked at the guy next to him and said, Man, that is really living. You get it? That's how a lot of people are doing. They think 
that living outside of what God wants is really living. And the Bible says that's really dying. Do you see that? What you set apart for God, God honors you for. Amen. Amen. Years ago, I would, I, would, I would meet with my pastor. And every time I would meet with him, he would tell me a story. He told me about the, the first meeting of uh, uh, the IC, ICFM, International Convention of Faith Ministers. Uh, uh, Oral Roberts started it. And he, and he brought him and, and 200 other guys in. They were all in there talking about uh, uh, forming this ministerial organization. And uh, Frida Lindsay, now I, I may be saying names that some of y'all don't know. Frida Lindsay was Gordon Lindsay's wife. Gordon Lindsay was the one that started The Voice of Healing. The Voice of Healing was a magazine originally that documented William Branham's miracles. Well, William Branham wore his body out. And he had to go, he, he had to take a break. And so there's a healing revival on. So Gordon Lindsay just started an organization called it The Voice of Healing. And all the leading healing evangelists were in it during that day. Well, after the healing revival ended, he started Christ for the Nations. Bible school in Dallas, still there today. Well, Frida Lindsay was his wife. Well, Gordon Lindsay went on to be with the Lord, so she's there at this meeting. And they got around to her. And Dr. Summerall was there. And, of course, Dr. Summerall, they said, what do you think? And he said, if you keep it clean, it'll be a success. And he looked and he said, isn't that right, Sister Lindsay? And she told the story. She said, yes. She said, in the days of the voice of healing, when the ministers would meet over lunch and pray and fast, that anointing increased. And she said, when television come out and they started putting the wrestling matches on over lunch, she said, instead of fasting and praying, they were in the, the break room watching the wrestling matches. And every time I'd meet, and, and Pastor would just leave me with that. Okay. And then next time we'd get together, he'd say, you know, did I, have I ever told you this? And you know what I say when he says that, right? Stay on. Because it don't matter if I've heard it again or, or if heard it before or not. And he would tell me that story again. They're watching the wrestling matches. And I'd leave going, what? what in the world? Wrestling matches. And one day I was praying. We had a place out in Perryville, Arkansas, for a while, a number of years. And, and uh, they'd set me up in office uh, uh, outside our house, and uh, I was out there praying one morning, and the Lord began to talk to me, and he said, when I said don't get, because he told me, don't get caught watching the wrestling matches, and he said, when I say don't get caught watching the wrestling matches, he said, I mean, don't allow yourself to slip over into carnality. Because you'll become desensitized. You know, if you take, re remember we used to call it antiquing. Do people still do that? They do? Yeah? Some of y'all know. I don't know. But you know, we used to buy a piece of furniture and they would antique it. I thought they were ruining it. They put paint on it. 
right? Well, you know, this one antiques it, and then it gets passed down. They antique it. and Well, here's the point. Before you know it, you got four, four layers of paint on a piece of furniture, and you can't tell what it is anymore. If you dabble in carnality, you desensitize your spirit. You hear what I'm saying? Well, what do you mean? I can't watch anything on TV. And I can't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, what is important to you? In the book of Haggai, do you remember what he said? He said, the Lord said this. He said it twice in Haggai chapter 1. He said, what you need to do is consider your ways. What are your priorities? What's priority in my life? If I want the glory, my priorities will be in line with a person that wants the glory. Amen. If I want God to be at the center of everything, my priorities will be in line with that way of thinking. Amen. Carnality will desensitize the Spirit from hearing and responding to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Car carnality dulls the hearing. Now see, right there you lose some people because they're immediately thinking of all the things they can't do. Right? But listen. Holiness causes us to be sensitive and opens the flow. A, a new flow opens in your life. Do, do you see that? And there's things that your character won't allow you to do. Because your priorities are different. Amen. I've had people tell me, there's no way I could do what you do. I could not do what you do. I, I couldn't travel and, and do what you do. Well, it's just your priorities aren't my priorities. You follow me? Every time before I leave the house... I get with my, my wife and my daughter, and they lay hands on me, and they say, Father, we are sowing our husband. We're sowing our dad. Father, your will for our life. We realize that everything we have is because of you, and there's nothing you could ask us to do that's too much. Nothing. And God is a good taskmaster. He doesn't wear you out. Are you following me? Notice this. Am I helping you? Notice uh, Psalm 141, verse 4. Can we look at that in the Amplified Bible? Psalm 141, verse 4 in the Amplified Bible. I'm watching my time. Draw me out of the net. No, it's, uh, excuse me, it's 141.4. 141.4. That's a good one, though. Hallelujah. 
incline my heart not to submit or consent to any evil thing or to be occupied in deeds of wickedness with men who work iniquity and let me not eat of their dainties. Notice that. Incline my heart not to submit or consent to any evil thing. I'm going to do it. That's, that's a good place for you to say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Amen. I'm not going to watch that movie because it compromises my character. I'm not going to listen to that because it compromises my character. Your spirit hears everything that you hear with your ears. Amen. And there are things we shouldn't be hearing. If, if, if there's a level I want to go to, right? Remember I talked this morning a little bit about the atmosphere? If you believe, whether you believe it or not, is irrelevant. I don't know that I believe everything that people say about it. But if you believe that Lucifer was the worship leader in heaven, he set the atmosphere. He always wants to set the atmosphere. But think about this. When you go to a wedding... You don't come in, and they're not playing leaving songs. <laughs> the bride does not walk down the aisle to, hey, won't you play another somebody done somebody wrong song. Right? If that's her husband's choice, she needs to run. What they are setting the atmosphere. What's the song about? We're going to be together forever. When I look into your eyes, I'm lost. Right? You know, you know the songs you played at your wedding. Amen. Like a knight in shining armor from a long time ago. Just in time I will save the day. Take you to our castle far away. In case you don't know, that's the glory of love. But why do we sing that and not all my exes live in Texas? <laughs> Abby, if they got that in their CD player, just in. <laughs> glory to God. Because there's an atmosphere you want. It's an atmosphere of love. It's, it's an atmosphere of longevity. It's an act, atmosphere of trueness to that person till death do us part. That's the atmosphere. Do, do you see this? The enemy wants to set the atmosphere. But the enemy wants people dabbling. He wants people on the line. He, he wants people shifting. God says, notice what he says, incline my heart not to submit or consent to any evil thing or to be occupied in deeds of wickedness with men that work iniquity. Do you see that? That's important. 
Well, see, there, there again, Pastor, there's a lot of things I can't do. Listen, he's talking about wickedness and iniquity. You don't want to be doing wickedness and iniquity. That if you're born again, you want to stay as far away from that as you can. There's, there's no joy in it. There's no peace in it. There's no strength in it. Do you see this? We read in Isaiah that the joy and the strength come from the highway of holiness. Isn't that good? Oh, that's good food. Psalm 143, verse 10 in the Amplified Bible. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me into a level country and into the land of uprightness. Notice, teach me to do your will, for you're my God. Let your good spirit lead me into a level country and a land of uprightness. Do you remember what the Bible says about Job when the devil came and asked God? He said, he said uh, if Job wouldn't curse you to your face, why do you have a hedge about him? And what did God say about Job? He said, what are you doing considering my servant Job, seeing he is perfect and upright? Who does the Bible say will dwell in the land? The upright. The upright will dwell in the land. Well, that word upright, here's all it means. It means that you're not leaning, you're not bowing to anything else. You're upright, standing for what God said. Do you see that? Remember what 1 Peter 1, 14 through 17 says? We won't take, we, they can put it on the screen. We won't turn there. But what did he say? Be ye holy as I am. Now, why is this important? There's levels we got to go to. And it will cause, it will take a cultivation of our character. You know, when you decide to cultivate your character, you quit having a short fuse. When you decide to cultivate your character, life quits being about you. And it becomes about the other person. I've heard, I've heard Christian ladies make statements like this and then laugh about it. Mama isn't happy? Nobody's happy. That's, I, Wow. Well, you know, happy wife, happy life. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Should you keep your wife happy? Yes. You do everything in your power to do that. But I'm not keeping her happy because it's a demand. Because if I don't, everybody's going to be miserable. I bet I guess I ought to. Did you hear me? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> character is cultivated. The character of Christ. What, what was the premier, the premier uh, uh, attitude of Christ? Humility. He never took credit for anything. 
The Father in me, He does the work. I came to do His work and finish it. Is that right? The Amplified Bible of that verse, 1 Peter 1, 14-17, Live as children of obedience to God. Do not conform yourselves to the evil desires that governed you in your former ignorance when you did not know the requirements of the gospel. But as the one who called you is holy, you yourselves should be holy in all your conduct and manner of living. For it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call upon him as your father who judges each one impartially according to what he does, then you should conduct yourself with true reverence throughout the time of your temporary residence on earth whether it's long or short. Is that right? Notice, if you call upon Him as your Father. Now, if you don't want to raise your hand, you don't have to, but how many say God's your Father? See, if I call upon Him as my Father, then notice what He says. He says, I should conduct myself with true reverence. Throughout the time of my, notice what He says, temporary residence. Do you know that the life you're living right now is temporary at best? And he said, spend your time on earth in reverence, temporary as it may be if you call God your father. See, it goes back to the honor thing. If I call my mother my mother, if my mother is my mother, then I honor her like she's my mother. If God is our Father, we reverence Him like He's our Father. Is that right? And He said, don't conform yourselves to the desires that governed you in your former ignorance. Now, you got to fill in the blanks there. I don't, go, I don't know what governed you when you was ignorant. You're thinking, I still know some people that are ignorant. But I don't know. I don't know what governed you. It could have been a substance. It could have been an anger problem. It could have been a lifestyle. It could have been any number of things. But he said that it governed you in your ignorance. Before you knew the requirements of the gospel. See, you know the requirements of the gospel. There's no ignorance anymore. I know I'm to be holy as he's holy. Do you see this? Oh, that's good. That's good food. That's good eating. Because where do we want to go? If you want a better financial state, you don't start asking for more money. You start by determining what you're doing with the money you have. Most people you know and I know, they don't have a budget. So they don't know where their money's going. You follow me? But somebody that'll sit down and say, I'm going to hammer out this budget. 
And we're going to determine that every dollar that comes into our home has a job. Right? And you get an envelope system or whatever you get. And, you, and, and, you're, and you're budgeting your money. Now you know where everything's at. And you'll find that you have more money than you think you have. Right? But most people just say, I just need more money. If they get more money without a way to contain it and a way to send it, they're gonna make they're just gonna make bigger mistakes with bigger money. Do you, you see what I'm saying? He said, don't conform yourself. To the evil desires. It's my point in saying that is there's not something big that has to happen in our lives, just us saying, I'm not doing that. I'm not letting that govern me. Right? Because we want to go somewhere. I want another level of glory. It means my character has to be cultivated. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. I'll start here. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. See, now we know the requirements. Now we know the requirements. See, there's something in the world today, you know, no-fault religion. I don't have any responsibilities. God understands. Then we got to take this verse out of the Bible. Because he gives me a directive. Be holy as I'm holy. Right? 2 Corinthians 6, 14-18, the New Living Bible. It says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. My family, that should impact us. We are the temple of the living God. When that temple veil was rent in two, not only did the presence of God move out of the Holy of Holies and move to the right hand of the Father, it moved into men. We are the place of meeting now. We contain the Shekinah glory of God. Every one of us, we are the Holy of Holies. As God said, watch, I will live in them. Does he? What's that? And I will walk in them. Does he? I'll be their God. Is he? I, they will be my people. Are we? So is he our God? Does he live in us? Does he walk in us? Are we his people? Therefore, come out from among unbelievers. Unbelievers. 
and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I'll welcome you, and I will be your father, and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now notice, notice what it said. Does God live in you? Does God walk in you? Are you his people? Then come out. That's what he said. Well, you know, Pastor, I got to live in the world. It's not what he's talking about. He's not, he's not talking about you can't go to a ball game or you can't watch anything on TV. He's saying stay away from wickedness. There are things on TV that aren't wicked. Going to a ball game's not wicked. But he says if it's wicked, don't touch it. Why? You're the temple of God. I say you're the temple of God. Do you see that? I've, I've, I've got to be careful here because I'm not by any means being critical. But I, I've heard preachers get up in the pulpit and just all but cuss. How's that work? Well, you know, I'm trying to be relevant. Relevant? That's not relevant. That's the world. There's things I don't want in my spirit. I don't want to subject the presence of God in me to that. Because there's something I want more. And there's something you want more? Don't don't you want life to be different? Don't you want the presence of God in your life? Then then there's, there's things that I have to do. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1 in the NIV, it says, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So there's things that contaminate my body and my spirit. What you do is a portal. And it's opening the door to something. You see that? What you watch on TV is a portal. And it's opening the door to something. Let let me be just real elementary. If you watch horror flicks... Don't wonder why there's a spirit of fear in your house. You open the door. Now listen, hear me. Has God given you a spirit of fear? Then what right do you have? Let me say it this way. You have every right, but what business do you have watching something that's going to bring something God didn't give you? Well, you know, we were watching that movie, and, and you know, you just got to be careful because there's this one scene, you know, they showed a naked couple in bed. 
and you're married or single. When the Bible said, Jesus said, if a man looks on a woman to lust after her, he's committed adultery with her already. When a pastor don't get on my movies, you put the presence of God in front of that. You took the Shekinah glory and set it down in front of that. You understand? Well, you know, that's, that's a good movie. I mean, they did use the Lord's name a couple times. Does God damn? What? No. Then why would you ever watch a movie where they're saying, God damn a thing or another? They're cursing your father. They're lying about God. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm almost done. Do you say, thank God, right? So it contaminates the body and the spirit. It's opening a door. You know, I've, I've, I've went this far. I might as well shoot the whole thing up. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you're single, older single, younger single, man, woman, listen, you got to understand something. When you have sex with somebody, you become one with them. The Bible says when a man and a woman are married, they become one. They didn't become one when they held hands and smooched. They became one on the honeymoon. They became one flesh. You can't get around that. When you have sex outside marriage, you're one with that person. You're tied to them. And you do whatever you want to do with this. And whatever spirit they're carrying, you get it. Amen. Just the way it is. See, I told you he's trying to take away our fun. <laughs> I'm trying to save you. Yeah. And we, we, we want to go somewhere. You want life better than you've ever had it. Yeah. You want life and life more abundantly. This is how you get it. I said, this is how you get it. You, you understand? You know, when you say, when a person says, I'm saving myself for marriage, you know what you're saying? I'm saving myself for God's purpose. Isn't that great? You understand? You see that? You don't want to open those portals by what you watch. I, I say by what you watch. If you're a man in here under the sound of my voice and you have a problem with what you watch on the computer, you better get rid of it. 
Well, you know, but, but, but I accessed it on my phone. Get rid of your phone. Can't get rid of my phone. You're a liar. You, you can do whatever you want to do. I, I'm serious. You can take whatever steps you want to take. If you can't get rid of it, you got to have it for business. Have your wife put a passcode on it that you don't know. Tell her to take Safari off of it or whatever else it is. I don't know Android, whatever it is. What is it, Googie or Google or whatever it is. That sounded like my dad. Google or whatever. Googie. And anyway, <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> Because you want to go somewhere. Right? There are things I want more than I want carnality. When you're sinking, and, I, and I'll try to start wrapping this up. When you're sinking your roots, your character down into the Word of God and into the things of God, the things of Christ, Correction becomes easier because my character's changing. I'm not offended as easily because my character's changing. If a person's offended easily, it's a root problem. If my feelings are hurt easily, it's a root problem. Now, people need to be nice. Be nice. But you understand what I'm saying? Oh, glory. James 1.27 in the Amplified Bible says, to keep oneself unspotted and uncontaminated from the world. 1 Peter 2, 7 and 8 talks about Lot, and it calls him righteous, but I want you to see something. He was not keeping himself unspotted. Because the Bible says he vexed his own soul with their unlawful deeds. The Amplified Bible says he rescued righteous Lot, greatly worn out and distressed by the wanton ways of the ungodly and lawless. For that just man living there among them tortured his righteous soul every day with what he saw and heard of their unlawful and wicked deeds. What's the context there? He didn't have to be there. He could have left. You want to ensure success in your life? By way of holiness. Amen. Even if something's not considered sinful, if it subtracts or distracts from my walk with God or my calling, it is not worth my involvement. It's not worth it. So say that out loud. Say, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Think about that. It doesn't have to be sinful. But if it distracts me or if it takes away from my calling, it's not worth my involvement. It's not. Glory to God. Let me finish with this. Very often, 1 John 2, 15 and 17 is quoted, 
And it says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For there's nothing in the world but the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. These are not the Father. That is the pride of life versus doing the will of God. What are you talking about? The pride of life, just doing whatever I want, versus doing the, the will of God. In, in the call of God, in the, the way of God, the plan of God, there are boundaries, there are bumpers that keep us safe. Amen. He said in Ephesians 4, in the Woos Bible, no longer are you to be ordering your behaviors, the Gentiles order their behavior in the futility of their mind, being those who have their understanding darkened. I want you to leave tonight without your understanding darkened. This is the way of joy. This is the way of peace. This, this is the, the, the next level, right? We put on the new man who is born of light, and we order our behavior in the light. I say we order our behavior in the light. There are people on the sound of my voice, and I'm closing right here. My notes up. means nothing, but <laughs> other than I'm closing my Bible. Now, I, I got to get you out of here, I know. But there are people on the sound of my voice, and hear me, and hear me. I, I'm, I'm saying this because I'm, I'm prompted by the Lord to say it. People have hurt you in your life. Now, I'm going to say what the Lord told me to say. There are people under the sound of my voice, you have been abused and molested in your life physically, sexually, mentally, and you were abused and hurt by people that wanted to live after the flesh and not after God. But I'm telling you tonight, God's going to set you free from that. It's a highway of freedom. And your chains are going to fall off. You're not going to be bound by that anymore. You, you, we're, we're not going to have anybody come to the front or raise your hand or acknowledge it. But I'm telling you that the Lord has said that to me three different times. It's over. It's over because the glory is going to break it. Remember it said that the glory receives, the glory gathers in, but the glory removes. He's going to start by removing. And there are people, especially ladies, that are under the sound of my voice tonight that you think you ruined it. There's no coming back from this. Oh, yes, there is. And not only are you going to come back, you're going to be better off because of it. I see that restoration, re mm, restoration of relationships in the name of Jesus. Father, we're carriers of your glory. 
And I speak to every hurting heart. I speak to every orphaned heart. I speak to every fatherless male that was hurt by lack of a father in their life. I thank you, first of all, that you're their father. I thank you that you brought them here to give them a spiritual father. I speak to that orphaned heart. You will stop your activity against them. They are loved by the Father, and they're loved by me as their spiritual father. If, if you would grant me this, we're going to take a minute of time. If there's any woman in here, any lady, if you would be brave enough, if you've been hurt in your life by a man, you've been abused physically, mentally, sexually, anyway, would you make your way to the front? If you'd be brave enough and bold enough to say, I'll come, would you come? Would you come? Can we take this, Jamie? Would you come? Just stand right here. Line up right across here. Hallelujah. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? I sense this deeply in my spirit. Anyone else? Whatever it may be. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Anyone else? Anyone else? I'm just going to take a moment. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, we're going to minister to these. Anyone else? Anyone else? Hallelujah. I, I, I just sense in my spirit there's, there's one or two more that need to make a move. I'm going to wait. Hallelujah. 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 Because the Lord wants to set free. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now here I'm, I'm going to minister to y'all. And I don't, uh, obviously I don't know everything. I don't need to know everything. But I'm going to minister the way the Lord told me to minister. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, I just want to tell you. Look here at me. I'm sorry for what they did to you. I'm sorry that they hurt you. And if I could take that memory and that hurt away, I would do it. But I ask you in their place to receive the love of God into that hurting place. Ah, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I don't know everything. But whatever it was, I stand here tonight in their place and I tell you I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you were hurt. I'm sorry that your life got messed up. But I'm also standing here tonight telling you the Lord's going to put it all back together. You've done a good thing. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. Uh, I don't know everything, 
I know some things. But I stand here tonight in that place, and I'm telling you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you were hurt. I'm sorry that your life got messed up. There's a lot of things that went the, way, went the way they went. But you kept reverting back to that scared little girl that didn't know why things were happening. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I set my daughter free. In the name of Jesus. Oh, there's a peace there. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. Hallelujah. Were you playing that song this morning? He is Lord. Is that what you were playing? Play that and sing it. Keep your eyes on the carrier of the glory. Hallelujah. This is your best time of your life. Hallelujah. We got stuff to do for God. Our churches, Faith Builders Raytown, Faith Builders here in DeSoto, Faith Builders Little Rock. We got things to do. You got things to do. And anything that wants to hinder that is just not worth your involvement. It's not worth it. Glory to God. Isn't God good? Amen. Well, don't forget, of course, Wednesday night we'll continue with the series, uh, The Character of Christ. And uh, you can join us. If, if you can join us in person, please do. Uh, I've been told the, the atmosphere is electric. Uh, if you have to join us online, we understand. But you six uh, seven o'clock here on Wednesday night on the big screen, and uh, we'll be ministering on the character of Christ. Amen. Say it with me tonight, would you? The vision of our church will always be to build people's faith and frame their world by the Word of God. You and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at main at buildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. 
As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.